Driven Society Podcast. This is Franz Bowen. This is Trav Weeks. Uh-huh. In with another installation of the Driven Society Podcast. Yep. Big up to uh, Hassan Hussain. You know what I'm saying? Don't and today up. we have another ill guest in the building. Amazing. Miss Simone Goss, the CEO and founder of the Don't Forget Me, the Francis Canty Foundation. There you go. Yes. There you have it. Snaps and claps. <laughs> For sure. For real. You know what I'm saying? You... You might not have uh, heard it because it's going to be edited, but I just got a judo of a lifetime <laughs> by the uh, greatest uh, PR person in the world. But it's all good. Welcome, Simone. Thank, thank you for coming. You. Well, thank you for having me, guys. For Absolutely. sure, for sure. So um, let's let's jump into it. Tell us a little bit more about this uh, organization that you created um, at the age of 15. Right. Well, I didn't create it at 15, but um, the organization is really to motivate and empower teen moms okay. because I was a teen mom at 15. Mm. And so what we try to do is make sure that we set up, we set the girls up for success. So um, tell us how you actually started this, this foundation. Like when you, so you, you know, you had your uh, son. Yes. At, at 15, you know what I'm saying? And um, you, uh, I imagine that at that, time you know it was a really harrowing experience for you kind of getting your bearings you know um uh moving f from childhood to womanhood very quickly and then being responsible uh, for this life um tell us how that kind of snowballed into this you know wonderful organization so as i said i had my son at 15 so i de definitely had to grow up really fast because not only did i have myself I had my son, and then on top of that, I was placed into foster care. Mm, so wow. I had like that trip, trickle down effect. And so I had to learn things on my own. It was so many things that mm. I didn't know that I just had to, you know, it's kind of like learn on the fly, on the job training kind of, you know? Yeah. So I, you know, there was so many things once I did get to adulthood, you know, I, I didn't know. like open up a bank account. And I mean, I got a job, thank God. I got a really good job and mm -hmm. stuff. But those little things like 401k, like those things I had to learn as mm -hmm. I went and got myself into, you know, holes because you just don't know. So the, the, the reason why I started this is because I wanted to make sure, I knew that being, you know, teenage pregnancy is still out there. It's still rampant. It's like 750,000 teen pregnancies a year, mm -hmm. you know? So this stuff still happens. So I wanted to make sure that I made it a little bit easier. It's going to be hard no matter what. Having a kid, period, is hard. Right. So just to compound on having, you know, being young and whatever else you, whatever else you're going through, I wanted to make it a little bit easier for the girls to kind of give them a path and to kind of show them some of the things that I didn't know right. and prepare them so that they don't struggle. Absolutely. Because I'm even thinking about for, um, like I had a single single mother who um, raised me and my sister. I mean, at that point, she wasn't a teen mom. She was older. She was a grown woman at the time. But still, um, just being a uh, single mother, the nuances, the challenges, the, the, the scenarios you put in are like, can be very, very uh, trying, you know, can really test your will test, you know, your inner power. You really have to dig deep to get through some of those situations and everything. Not only that, but also taking care of your family, like only a way a mother can, but also bringing in money, right? Like to right. have an income to take care of, like, you know, yourself and and um your family. I can only imagine how, you know, if you, 
if you're if you're a teenage mother, I can only imagine how the challenges are now like multiplied. You know what I mean for 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 a teenage. So I I really see the value in your organization. Um, and working with the girls, um, did you? Because a lot of times they have to mature too. Because yes, what are some um, some ways that you know your organization teaches them how to mature as well as you know being able to raise their children? Well, we we have a bunch of workshops, right? And I have people. I try to have any speakers that I have, I really try to get speakers that have been in the situation, the same situation, you know, teen mom, single mom, stuff like that. Because, you know, when you're speaking to young people, they automatically think you don't know what you're talking about. You're an adult. You you had it all together. And then, you know, once you kind of tell them, well, no, wait, I didn't have it together. And I've been through some of the things that you've been through, yep. if not worse, or you know, know somebody that's gone through it, it kind of lets their walls down. Yep. So that's kind of, you know, what we do. Like, just having them, just kind of showing them, like, listen, this is not, like, you're not the only one that's going through this. There's, like, a million other people that have gone through this as mm-hmm. well. And it's okay. But I also want, not only do we have those workshops, but we have those one-on-one talks. I have those talks with my girls because I need them to know you know, listen, this person's coming in, they've been through this. You have to kind of listen because they're going to help you. And it doesn't doesn't happen. It doesn't work all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you have some girls that just are stuck in their ways or they, they're not ready mm-hmm. to mature, you know. And I still try with them. I still, I don't let anybody go. You know, mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. forget anybody. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we we try to make sure that everybody is on the same page or, you know, Try to at least get everybody on the same page. For sure. Awesome. Tell us a little bit about some of the faculties of these workshops. Like, what are some of the the skills or um, or just um, learnings that someone can expect uh, from your organization? So, just a few weeks ago, I had a financial literacy workshop nice. for the girls. So it kind of taught them about opening up a bank account the importance of credit, mm-hmm. educating them about credit and how to budget and how to manage your money. Because a lot of these girls, they don't have jobs. Most of my girls are in shelters. Mm. So, you, you know, they don't have, most of them don't have jobs and things like that. So we kind of, you know, wanted to show them, okay, you have this amount of money. Let's try to budget it so that you're not left with zero at the end of the month waiting for, you know, uh, somebody else to help you until you get your check. So that's just one of the things. We also have things like dress for success workshops mm. because, you know, we want to teach you, okay, you're going to go out and look for a job. How do you dress? What do you say? Uh, resume writing so that they can, you know, you know what to put on your resume. So we have things like that. So how about uh, the mental care aspect? Are there any uh, programs that uh, have space for that? Yes. So we have workshops. We bring various speakers in to kind of address those issues. And that's something that we are expanding on. For sure. I love to know what what was the exact moment that, you know, when you were going through your experience um raising your son that you knew this was gonna be part of your purpose. Like I have to do something to help young women out there going through that have gone through the same thing. You know what? I didn't think of that. When I was mm-hmm. going through it, I was just trying to get out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't think about it. It really wasn't until I was in my thirties. And so when you get to that age, you start thinking like, okay, what is my purpose? What am I supposed to be doing? What is my gifts? I had all these friends that are doing all these amazing gifts. Like I had somebody that's an interior designer, a baker, like I have all these things and I'm like, well, what is my gift? And so it kind of sent me into a, a slight depression. Cause I'm like, well, I don't know my, like, 
what do I like to do? What is it that I'm supposed to, why am I here? Mm-hmm. You know? And then one day, you know, I was, I knew I wanted to help people. I always, when I see something, I always see something, a way to make it better. And so I was talking with my husband one day and, you know, he's like, oh, listen, you got to snap out of it or whatever. Why don't you do something with Teen Moms? Because you know that. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Mm. You're absolutely right. And so that's how that started. For sure. Also, like, um, the psychological, um, uh, just... uh, uh, challenges one goes through, right? Like, um, it seems like sometimes even teen moms um, may have, like, negative, it's like a negative outlook in the world. How did you battle that? How did you get through that, if you did experience that at all? Oh, I definitely experienced it. I experienced it so much because, you're right, it's a negative stigma right. on a teen mom. Automatically, you think, she's fast. She's sleeping around. And that wasn't the case. With me, it wasn't the case. Mm-hmm. You know, I just got caught up, you know? And so I dealt with the stairs. I, I remember one time um, I was waiting for the train and some lady just walks past and is like, oh, a baby having a baby. Wow. Like, Miss, are you kidding me? You know? So I've dealt with those things. I mean, even, you know, with giving birth, when I compare the two and I compare me giving birth at 15, 16 versus, um, it, you know, 20-something years old, it's completely different. Mm. You know, the the care is different. The nurses are different. They're more nurturing when you're an adult. Mm. When I was younger, nobody, like, pushed me to do, I'm going to get a little graphic, but, like, breastfeeding and things like that. Nobody taught, nobody pushed me to mm. do that. But when I had my second child as an adult, you had the, the help. You know, people were in there helping me. What do you need? It was just completely different. So I've dealt with it. And I just, you know, for me, I just said, I always had in my mind, I'm going to show you. Like, I, me personally, even with my dad, Mm -hmm. he was completely upset with me when I told him that I was pregnant, as Mm -hmm. any parent would be. And he told me, like, you're going to be, you know, having a dead-end job. You're going to be like the Mm -hmm. girls in the neighborhood, you know, having multiple baby fathers, working in Mets. Mets was the supermarket across the street. Like, that's what you're going to be doing with your life. And I made sure, like, in the back of my mind, mm-hmm. I made sure that that wasn't going to happen. So I was always trying to prove people wrong. For sure. What about um, satellite organizations? Um, do you receive, what, what is the, uh, the, the aid that you receive maybe from, like, you know, religious organizations or state organizations? What are those relationships like? So we have, we had some really good funding. Um, there was the, oh, God, Presbyterian was it New York Presbyterian Hospital? They gave us a huge donation oh, last yeah. November, Wonderful. actually the day before Thanksgiving. Nice. So that was really awesome to fund our um, CNA program, which is a certified nursing assistant program mm. for the girls. Oh, wow. So they they funded that, which was amazing. I have one girl that's gone through it. She's completed the course, um, got her certificate, and just waiting for mm. her, uh, waiting to, sorry. And she's just waiting to um, take the the state test. So, you know, we have things like that. Um, And then we got another huge donation from one of, uh, you know, my good friends, uh, Will Power. He was amazing. He does like a bunch of, you know, women empowerment things. And, Mm -hmm. you know, he came, he, he, you know, we spoke and I kind of told him what we did. And he was like, I'm all for it. So Mm -hmm. that's what we do right now. 
And then I have my friends, my family who support me 100%. So whatever it is that we need, you know, I have that support as well. Uh, I have a, a, a double um, question. The, the first part of it is what is the um, cultural makeup of the, you know, the young ladies that you serve? Uh, you mean like race? Yeah. Definitely uh, African-American and, uh, you know, Hispanic. Yeah. And then um, secondly, secondly to that, um, in terms of like sexual education, is there a, a space regarding that? Like, so it's like, yeah, you know, you can't turn back the clock, but, you know, going forward, you can help somebody make better decisions in the future. Or is there also a space for that as well? Yes. we. So we definitely, I know all of our girls are already team moms, but we still promote safe sex. We promote we still promote abstinence because if you're not married or whatever, not to say that you have to be, but we kind of promote that as well until you find the right person, until you're in a better situation. Mm -hmm. So we definitely talk safe sex and, you know, uh, just abstinence and all that other good stuff. Yes. I'm curious, what are your thoughts on the, the you know, the, um, the Republican climate uh, in, in some of our, you know, sister states of this great nation? Uh, I... I am disgusted, to say the least, with it. No one should ever tell a woman what they should do with their body. That's a fact. Women, we can't tell men what to do with their body. You know, mm -hmm. I can't make a man get a uh, vasectomy. You yeah. know, like you can't make a man do that. A man's yeah. going to do that when they want to do it, you know. So how dare you tell a woman, whether she's 14, 13, or... 35 or 50, what to do with their body. I, mm -hmm. I think it's just completely disgusting. Have you ever um, experienced anything, you know, uh, dealing with, like, the familial politics of these young ladies? Like, yeah, they might come to you, you know, uh, by themselves, but uh, they are a part of a community. Have you ever had to, like, interface with, you know, their extended communities at all? And what were those experiences like? You mean like their families yeah, and like things like that? Parents, so you know, I, aunts, uncles, I church. actually have not done that, right? I haven't because again, most of my girls are homeless. Mm. So when I when by the time I get to them, mm -hmm. I'm going to the shelter, I'm dealing with them one on one, right? I know sometimes what what I will say to a parent who is, you know, upset that their child is, that their daughter is pregnant um, to the point where they've either run, either run away or they put them out or whatever the case may be. Like, I get it. I get why you would be upset. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I were faced with that, that's what I would tell them. Like, I get that you're upset, but this is the most crucial time in your daughter's life yeah. and they need you more than ever. Mm -hmm. So I get that you're upset. I'm not saying get over it, but I'm saying let's, Get it out. Let's talk about it, and then let's move on from the situation because you have they have another life that they're taking care of, which is your flesh and blood. Sure, sure. So. How how has this experience, you know, affected your parenthood? You know, because you do have a, a boy, is yes. your your oldest. Like, how have you, um, you know, interacted with him? And I'm, I imagine now he's probably of age and experiencing and what have you. Yes. Um, so he's 21 now, mm -hmm. and I I talk to him all the time i think he's he it was for a long time before i met my husband it was just him and i mm. right so he's seen me you know go through it we've you know if i would i've struggled and i tried to keep a lot of it from him but he's seen where we did struggle at some point you know and so i i 
tell him. I tell him the story. I have given him the blueprint. Listen, this is what happened. This is not me telling you something because I've heard it or I'm trying to scare you, but these are the things that can happen. Mm -hmm. Be careful. Protect yourself because you don't have the means to take care of a baby right now. Mm -hmm. So let's not make life harder for you because a baby doesn't stop anything, right? I was still able to do whatever I wanted to do, but it does slow it down a little bit, you know, and it does, it creates a, a little hurdle. So if you can make your life less difficult or make your life easier, then just do it, you know? So I'm, I preach that to him 24 seven, even my husband, we go hard with that. For sure. <laughs> I think it's, um, I just really think it's dope because I know you're providing the help to these girls that you probably either, well, that's actually leading us to the question because it seems like you're providing the type of value and hope to these girls that you couldn't find, right? On when you were when you were coming up and you had your son or whatnot. So, how much did you? Well, I would love to know what is it like the big vision of this. This is already an amazing vision. Like, how do you see it even expanding? Like, what is the the, the overall goal? Because this is like a legacy now. You know, this is in your name. So, how do you visualize this in the next five, ten years? I want to definitely be in, I want to tackle the whole NYC. I need a don't forget me, you know, uh, transitional home in every borough, mm. right? In the five to 10 year mark, every borough, because if you're, whether you're in Queens, whether you're in Brooklyn, instead of you having to travel, I want it to be convenient so that, it, you know, we, we're everywhere. We're able to support everyone. And then even going further, um, just I just want to give them every little thing, whether it's little, large, small, big, whatever. I want to give them everything that they need. My goal is to always set them up for that success, mm -hmm. right? I, I want to make sure that you know that this is not the end. And I want you to be, I want you to see that the sky is the limit. Yeah, for sure. I want to ask, what tactics did you use to like, so... I'm pretty sure there were times where you felt like really lonely or times where you felt like you had to, you know, pull yourself out of a dark space. Um, what tactics did you use to really to encourage yourself when your parents, were, you know, when everybody was looking at you sideways and they say you weren't going to make it, you weren't going to be able to, you know, provide a, um, a life for you and your son? What tactics did you use to mentally um, overpower any negative talk or self-doubt? How did you... Um, will yourself out of um, any type of uh, negative space? So first things first, I prayed, mm. right? Even before I really knew God, I prayed, you know, and prayed to God for him to get me out of the situation to make me what I'm supposed to be, you know? Um, and then just my my way of like, I'm going to show you, like, you know, I'm going to show you better. I'm going to show you better than I can tell you mm. yeah. that kind of thing. And that just wanted to prove everybody wrong. Mm. So almost lit a fire inside of you. Yeah, inside. it did. Okay. Definitely. Uh, a, a young girl. I'm sorry, bro. A young girl going through the same thing. Let's say teenager and, you know, she takes that test and now she's realized she's pregnant. What is your advice for the first few things she should, the first three things she should do? Or man, first thing she should do. When she sees that and, you know, her mind is going crazy. Well, first things first, talk to an adult. Not talk to, don't talk to your friends because your friends don't know anything. Mm. They know just about 
as much as you know, which is nothing. So talk to an adult, somebody that you can trust, whether it is your parent, whether it is an aunt and uncle, I don't care who it is, talk to an adult about the situation mm-hmm. and then kind of figure out what it is that you want to do. Look at all the aspects, everything that you're going to go through, everything that's going to happen. Because when you, from that moment that you find out that you're pregnant, you know, that whole time when you're trying to figure out, okay, this is this something I'm going to go through with? Is it something that I'm not going to go through with? Really weigh the options. And it, speaking to an adult will help you weigh those options, mm. right? Because your friends are going to say, well, just do it. You know, just either not have the baby or have the baby. It's going to be cute. This, You know, no, you don't want that type of advice. You mm-hmm. want some sound advice, somebody that can kind of give you the real. For sure. You know, and then once you have made up your mind and if this is something that you want to go through with, then you 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 have a lot to you have a lot in store. Be prepared and be open minded about what is about to happen to you and get read, 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 read and get as much of advice as you can possibly get. You know, to piggyback on that, what are some um, what's some literature that you would recommend? So when I got pregnant, it was the. Oh, God, uh, what to expect when you're expecting. Mm. So that kind of helps you, it guides you through. It's like a literally a guide to what's happening to your body, what to expect, how, you know, just the whole nine yards from beginning, from the beginning of the the time that you found out that you're pregnant up until maybe the first year or so of the baby. So that's the first thing Mm -hmm. that I would, would, that I would recommend. And just whatever literature, Google is your friend. Google, you know, teen pregnancy, things come up and get everything that you possibly can. Yeah. And what about for adults? So our our um, listenership is largely, you know, millennials, but I'm sure they might have like a younger cousin or brother or sister that conf- might confide in them. For sure. What is, uh, what is some advice you would give to how to be a, a, a great support system? Um, listen. Listen to what they're saying. And... Just kind of, again, you were young, I'm going to assume. So the first thing that I would tell, if you're young, tell them to talk to an adult, right? Because, again, you can't really give them that sound advice, right? right? And then just listen, you know, listen to what it is that they're, what, what are they saying, you know, what are they thinking, because your mind goes a thousand miles a minute. Like you, you, and this is, again, this is an adult being pregnant or whatever um, that would, you know, being pregnant that that isn't planned, Mm -hmm. you know, your mind is racing a thousand miles a minute. You don't know what you're doing and you can say, Oh, I think I want to do this. I would think I want to do this. So just really listen to what they're saying and kind of, you know, if you haven't gone through it, you really can't give advice, Mm -hmm. but that's when I would say again, point them to somebody that can give them that sound advice. That's the best thing that I can say. Sure. Sure. Um, Mm -hmm. Ooh, where can we uh, find more information about your organization and on the interwebs? <laughs> so our website is don't forget me. That's don't the number four get me dot org. Um, I'm on Instagram, Twitter, which is don't forget me. Uh, don't forget me. FCF. Mm. Um, and then Facebook. Don't forget me. The Francis Canty Foundation. Cool. Awesome. We asked all our guests this question. Um, what drives you? What gives you your gusto to get up in the morning to, you know, help others? My family, my children. Mm. I want them to see that mom is amazing, right? Like I want to be that 
superwoman for my family, for for my children. So that's really my drive. I want them to see that it's not all about getting for, you know, doing for yourself. Yes, doing for yourself is great and you have to, but helping people, you know, is it's so refreshing. And I want them to have that, those values, you know, that I want to help people. You see somebody that needs help, help them. So that's really my goal, my my children and my family. A bonus question. Um, You know, through through your, you know, maturation, what does motherhood and womanhood mean to you? Mm. Motherhood, womanhood, to me means, when I think of that, I, I think of just this incredible amount of strength. This in, this incredible, like you can be and do anything that you re, that you want to do. So that's really what it means to me. Just I just see strength. Dope. Fire. We appreciate you. Thank and we appreciate you. the work you're doing in the community. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. We're so happy to support and bring you on our podcast. And look forward to more of the amazing work you'll be doing. Thank you so much. And again, thank you guys so much for having me. Absolutely. Sure. Like we always say this song. Stay driven. Stay driven. Y'all.